I am excited to bring us God's word today as we look at the second episode of the growth series. Today we're looking at growth is change. Growth is change. You see, in the journey of seeking to grow, it's important that we know that the evidence of growth is usually seen in who we become, in what we become, in the things that that is shown of us. The, the Bible made it made us to understand. It said, by their fruits we shall know them by their fruits you shall know them you shall know them by their fruits have they grown have they tasted the word of god do they know the word of god you will know by their fruits you will know by their fruits our anchor scripture today is taken from the book of second corinthians chapter 3 verse 18 it says but we all with unveiled face beholding as in a mirror the glory of the lord are being transformed into the same image from glory to glory as by the spirit of the lord i like to read that same scripture from new living translation it says so all of us who have had that veil removed the veil the veil has been removed now what is the veil the veil is usually the cloak of darkness that is mostly as a result of ignorance so when that veil of darkness is removed we can now see and reflect the glory of the lord we can now see see what we see is a result of what we know there are two senses there are two doors to the mind your eyes and your ears you see the word of god you hear the word of god and that is the way that you begin to soak in the ancient word of god that has the power to transform you remember growth begins with knowledge not what you do what you do is an evidence of what you know so it begins with knowledge however the second phase of growth is in change it is in change it says so all of us who had had that veil removed can see and reflect the glory of the lord and the lord who is spirit makes us more and more and more like him as we are changed into his glorious image hallelujah so we already understand that grace is not in what we do but in what we receive see grace has been given but we have received differently the reason why we have received differently is because of the knowledge gap what we know of christ now remember we have also mentioned that if your growth is centered on self 
Ah, I can do this. I know how to do this. I pray a lot. I do this. See, there are two things that can happen when your growth is centered on self. Why? Because as humans, we are not balanced. We are not. You either have strengths or you have weaknesses. You have both of them. Your strengths and your weakness. Now see, the more we focus on ourselves, one of these two things will happen. One, you can either feel inadequate. Inadequate because... You can feel inadequate because... You look at your weaknesses. I'm struggling with lying. I'm struggling with stealing. I'm struggling with masturbation. I can't stay away from that young boy. I can't stay away from that young girl. You have these things inside. You are cunning. You lie. A lot of things. These weaknesses, the more they come to the surface, the more they break you. The more they break you, the more you feel inadequate. The more you feel not enough in Christ Jesus. Now, the second thing that can happen if you focus on self is that you can get carried away with your pride. Your pride in your strengths. Ah, do you know who I am? I am a child of God. I command rain and fire. I have this. I have that. I have this. You see, I have the capacity. Uh, you, you can even begin to pride and say things like, Ah, if you give me the word of God, I pieces it. If you hear me teaching, it's his pride. Pride in what you can do. In what you think you can do. Now, this pride can also consume you. But see, when you focus your change on Christ, you have the capacity to draw from the wells of salvation that can transform you forever. It said, be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind. How do you renew your mind if you don't feed it? In the place of knowing, in the place of seeking to know. He said, but we all with unveiled face, the face has to be unveiled in the place of knowing. Ignorance has to be wiped in the place of knowing. It is in that place that we can now see and reflect the glory of the Lord. And the Lord who is spirit makes us more and more like him as we are changed into his glorious image. Hey. I remember the story of Catherine Koma, great woman of God. One day she had finished ministering. She was getting ready to minister. So she came out from her room and uh, something happened. There was no way around. I think something happened. So they had to make her pass through the kitchen of that great hotel. There was another route through the kitchen area of that great hotel. And then she passed through that, vent, that place just into the hall where she was going to be ministering. And as she passed all the chef, everybody, they fell under the anointing. She was slaying people by the power of the Holy Ghost. Without saying a word, she carried presence because she has been soaked in the word of God. The word of God has the capacity to change you into even the things you have not imagined. 
He said, now unto him that is able to do exceeding abundantly above all that we seek or ask of him. It is not enough to run after miracles. It is not enough to run after breakthroughs. It is not enough to run after the fruit and the gift of the Spirit. It can come as you begin to open yourself to the mirror, as you continue to behold. I like in James Version, it says, But we all with unveiled face, beholding us in a mirror the glory of the Lord. Beholding, the word beholding there is continuous. It is not a one-day thing. It is not a two-day thing. It is continuously beholding. So your growth begins to show in the change that is beginning to occur in your life in spiritual and physical dimensions. This is why your growth can only be possible by focusing on Jesus Christ. See, even the even the Bible, even the believer is given diligence. See, diligence is given. You you want to be diligent, it is given. It is not it's not because you know how to be diligent. It is because diligence has been given to you. Oh glory to Jesus. See, this is why your growth can only be possible by focusing on Christ. We can only receive from a person that we are focused on first. You have to behold to become. You have to behold to become. Hey. See, it is wrong as a believer to be depressed. Because if you are focused on Christ, you you will begin to grow out of depression you begin to grow out of out of frustration you begin to grow out of the pain of abuse you begin to grow because you are becoming as you behold you are becoming as you behold as we behold you become the change begins to happen many times beyond your imagination you look back three years down the line and you ask where did this go to where did this go to where did this go to how did i become this how did i get here because as you behold you become When I first met Sardania, one of the things he kept teaching me is to drop my intellect on the ground, drop it completely and hold on to Christ. Understand his ways and his words. Understand that his ways are more than your intellect. I used to rely on my intelligence a lot. I used to rely on on what I know. I want to do anything. I get up, do it. I, I want to be proud in the excellence that I bring with them. But see, after all that failed me again and again, I learned to rely solely on Christ. He gives speed to your intelligence. He gives speed and grace to your efforts. You have to learn to rely on Him completely because that is how you behold on Him. That is how you behold. That is how you behold consistently by relying on Him. I will take that scripture again as I round this up. It says, But we all, with unveiled face, beholding, beholding, as in a mirror, the glory of the Lord, are being transformed into the same image, from glory to glory, just as by the Spirit of the Lord. I declare again today, by the grace of God, 
that he will give you the grace to become he will give you the capacity to become he will give you the spirit and the effrontery the grace the capacity to be transformed into the same image forever and ever in jesus mighty name we pray amen hallelujah welcome to another episode of the growth series this is episode number three today we're looking at growth is gradual growth is gradual so it means that growth walks through a process there is a process for growth to happen growth is gradual our anchor scripture today is also taken from the same 2 Corinthians chapter 3 verse 18. 2 Corinthians chapter 3 verse 18. Now see this. When we begin to understand that growth is gradual, there are certain things that can begin to happen to the way we pursue or the way we understand our growth process. It will help us understand how to appreciate each phase, each level, each point we get to as we grow. So we look at 2 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 18, which is our anchor scripture for today. Reading from King James Version, it says, But we all, with unveiled face, beholding as in a mirror the glory of the Lord, are being transformed into the same image from glory to glory just as by the spirit of the lord emphasis here is from glory to glory so it is not automatic glory it is from glory that means glory is in dimensions you enter glory in dimensions you experience glory in dimensions and this glory that you experience in dimension is as a result of the growth that you are experiencing so growth is not automatic it is dimensional it is gradual it is in phases amen now see this i like to read from the same scripture from nlt translation new living translation i beg your pardon it says second corinthians 3 18 so all of us who have had that veil removed can see and reflect the glory of the lord and the lord who is the spirit makes us more and more mm. see that again makes us more and more like him as we are changed into his glorious image see when we understand this it allows us to rest it allows us to rest understanding that growth is gradual gives you the opportunity to allow others grow too see this understanding can help you reduce the pressure can allow you forgive your shortcomings and embrace your process 
So you are in that place where you understand that I know that I have this shortcoming, but I am growing through it because it is only a process. If you don't see growth as gradual, you don't see it as a process, you don't see the more and the more from glory to glory, you may end up in depression because you will feel like it's been six months and I'm still here. But you forget that even though you are here, there are certain things that you have dropped. So you want to look at all of your shortcomings and overcome them in the same instant and overcome them in the self-same minute. No, it doesn't work like that. You have to understand that even though I have tried today, there are certain things that I have left from yesterday that are not in my today. So if you have a particular sin, you are addicted to that sin, it is okay to also recall that there is a time in your life when it was like almost every hour of the day. So if you were smoking, you smoked almost every hour. But now you can stay one month and then you are only in that place for like three days in that one month. That is growth. It is okay to appreciate that process. It is okay to appreciate that process and say, no, even though I still do this, but I have left that place of consistent addiction. It is okay to understand that even though I am a chronic liar, now it takes me to think twice before I lie. It is not as spontaneous as it used to be. That is growth. It is gradual. It takes phase. It takes time. It takes process. Now, this understanding can help you reduce pressure, can allow you to forgive your shortcomings and embrace your own process. See, we are changing from glory to glory, not from an image to glory. That's one powerful thing Sir Daniel said that caught me when we were learning this growth series with him. He said, we are not changed from image to glory. Say, as by the same image, we are changed from glory to glory, not image to glory. That's powerful. Why? Because we realize that, yes, we are by the same image changed. See, we are that image already, but we are advancing in glory. It has been given already. We are that image already. We are that image already, but we are advancing in glory. So because you have some shortcomings, does not change the fact that you are the image of God in Christ Jesus. Hallelujah. You are still the image of God in Christ Jesus. But you are changing from glory to glory. You are becoming more and more. You are entering newer dimensions. You are entering newer seasons. You are entering newer phases. You are entering newer glory. But the same image. See. You have to come to that place where you accept that you are not perfect and the people around you are not perfect either. Yes, see, Jesus grew. He didn't emerge, but Adam emerged. That was why Adam failed. 
but Jesus grew. So Jesus grew in knowledge. Jesus grew in wisdom. That was why it was easy for him to appreciate his process through the cross. But Adam was tempted once and he failed because there was no process. He could not associate that temptation to any point of failure before. It was once failure and he gave up on himself because he was an emergence. He was not a process. He was not in the phase of gradual. He did not go through any phases. He just became. And so God saw this and knew that it is important that we all go through process. That was why he made Christ go through process. Christ could have just come down from heaven and saved the world and went back. But he took him through the process of birth, through the process of childhood, through the process of the cross, through the process of fasting in the wilderness, through the process of temptation, through the process of backstabbing and being filled by someone he impacted and poured his life into. His disciple, he went through the process. Growth is gradual. It is not automatic. See, it was easy for Adam to fail. He didn't grow. See this, growing allows you to understand and appreciate your process. This process of growth that is gradual engenders relationship and communion. Why? Because as you grow and appreciate it, you can go back to the source that has helped you grow. To deepen your relationship. To enhance your relationship. To sharpen your growth. That is why he said, as we continue to to, to look at this image, I, I'll take that scripture again from King James Version. It said, but we all with unveiled face, beholding continuously. Because we continue beholding. We continue beholding. So as we continue beholding, we are maintaining a relationship. We are maintaining a communion. We are maintaining a koinonia with the spirit that as we continue to behold as in a mirror the glory of the lord we are now being transformed you see transformation is not automatic it is a process we are being transformed into the same image from glory to glory we are transformed into the same image but a newer dimension of glory of the same image So many times, God wants us to understand the process so that we can appreciate it and help others to replicate it. See, when you are able to grow through the process, you can almost tell how it was for you, how hard it was, how you managed to get to where you were. So it is easy for you to appreciate the process. And as a result, it is easy for you to replicate it in others because you can tell them, this is how I went through this journey. This was what God did. At some point, God made me go through this. At some point, God took me through this process. And those people can follow that same thing and replicate it in their life. This is why God made growth to be gradual so that we can understand the process to be able to replicate it. Everything he has given to us is for humanity. Everything, including the growth that he gives us. That is why 
Sir Daniel created this place so that we can become to help others become. That is the assignment that we may become to help others become. As I round off again today, I'd like to remind you that growth is gradual. And as you listen, the Spirit of the Lord is causing you to emerge from glory to glory and to glory to glory in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father, for we know it is done. You are changing us through the process. Hallelujah to your name. Amen. I welcome you to another episode of the growth series. We're looking at the fourth episode today on the topic law versus grace. Law versus grace. Today we're going to be seeing how that growth is grace. Growth is grace. So we're going to be looking at two anchor scriptures, one that tells us about the law and the other that tells us about grace. The first scripture is Galatians chapter 4, verse 1 to 3 on law. It says, Now I say that the heir, as long as he is a child, does not differ at all from a slave, though. He is a master of all. Though he is a master of all, he is the heir, but he does not differ from a slave as far as he is still a child. Now, but is under guardians. He is under guardians and stewards until the time appointed by the father. Even so, we, when we were children, were in bondage under the elements, the elements of the world. And this element is the law. The elements of the world is the law. I'll read that from New Living Translation. Ephesians chapter 4, Galatians, I meant, chapter 4 from verse 1 to 3. Think of it this way. If a father dies and leaves an inheritance for his young children, young children, those children are not much better off than slaves until they grow up, even though they actually own everything their father had. They have to obey their guardians until they reach whatever age their father set. And that's the way it was with us before Christ came. We were like children, we were slaves to the basic spiritual principles of this world. Before Christ came, Christ is the introduction of grace. Before Christ came, we were under the law. We were children. We did not have the capacity to be called sons. We did not have the capacity to become sons. We were children of God. We could not be called the sons of God. And so there were certain things in the kingdom that could not be bequeathed to us because of the law, because of the weight of the law. Now, see, the difference between the law and grace is that the law is demand-oriented. Before I take it to grace, I want to read the anchor scripture for grace. 
The anchor scripture for grace is in the same Galatians chapter 4, this time beginning from verse 4 to 7. It says, But when the fullness of time had come, God sent his son, born of a woman, born under the law, to redeem those who were under the law, that we might receive the adoption as sons. And because you are sons, God has sent forth the spirit of his son into your heart, crying out, Abba, Father. We could not call him Abba, Father before because he was just Jehovah. He was God seated in the heavenly places, but he became Abba, Father, my Father. We could cry out, my Father, therefore you are no longer a slave, but a son. If a son then heir of God through Christ. And if a son, then we are the heir of God through Christ. You see how the position changed from being a child to a servant that is under a guardian to a heir through Christ. The switch was automatic. The difference is in law and grace. Now see this. Under the law, the difference between law and grace is that the law is demand-oriented. Why grace is supply-oriented, demand-oriented. What have you done? You have to do this to get this. If you don't do this, I will curse you. If you do this, I will bless you. There was a demand for everything. But see, under grace, it was supply-oriented. I give you, even as the Father has given me. That's grace. Not because you did. He said, I give unto you, even as the Father has given me. It is supply-oriented. Hallelujah. Under the law, it is always about what can I do, what I can do, what I know how to do. Under grace, it is about what he has done. It is about the finished works of Christ. And see, this is where growth is spontaneous growth is spontaneous under grace not law because law will kill you before it grows you but grace will grow you with speed effortlessly with so much rest see when you are under the law you place yourself under bondage under pressure you can even become depressed. You can become suicidal. You work and work. You're not able to give yourself some rest because rest is not even possible under the law. You will be judged for resting. See, see, see. You can reach the supply that is above. You cannot reach the supply that is above by being under. See, grace is supplied from above. That is why this place, it says, when you are heir, you were under, but is under guardian and stewards until the appointed time by the Father. You are under. So because you are under, you cannot get the supply that is above. But in under, when you come to grace, you are elevated. You are elevated. You are no more under. See, one of the most beautiful things Sir Daniel taught that I learned powerfully is that even this grace is multifaceted, it is multidimensional. How? He said, he said this, he said you can be under law, 
in your academics, but be under grace in your spiritual life. How is that? You believe that, oh, I am the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. But when it's time for exam, you say, if I don't read God, even God will support me to fail. See, in your academics, you are in the place of law. So you believe that it is according to your reading that you pass. Now, this is not to say that you shouldn't read. But it is to say that you read with the understanding that you have been engraced to pass. It is two different things. You are not reading so that your reading will make you pass. You are reading to appropriate your passing. You know that as I read, I am not under pressure. I read the things that are needed. I am reading to even understand my course, not to pass exam because exam has been guaranteed. I need to know this thing to apply it in real life, not to pass exam. Exam has been guaranteed. It is grace, not law. So you can you can be in 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 under the law in your relationship. You are crying. You are worried. My husband, hey, my 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 husband to be. I, I I don't know what to do. It's not about what you do. Leave the place of the law in your relationship and get under grace because whatever you need in your relationship has been settled. So that is why it is multifaceted. It is multidimensional. The moment I caught this, I knew that it is time to surrender all, not some. Surrender everything, not some. Surrender all. See, the litmus test, the way Sir Daniel taught us, he said, for, for areas where you are under the law is by looking at for areas of your life where you feel under pressure, you feel restless, and there is so much demand. That place of your life is under the law. If you look at any area of your life and you see so much pressure, so much pressure, so much pressure, you need to do this, you need to do that, you are under the law in that area of your life. Now let's look at grace. A man that is operating in grace is no more a child, is not in bondage, is not a servant, but is but but is a son. So that person that is under grace is considered mature automatically for the kingdom because he's an heir. He can now say, Abba Father. He can approach God as father because he's now sons of God. To them that he said to as many as believe, to them gave he power to become the sons of God. It has been sealed. So how do you know that you are operating in grace? The answer is rest. Ah, you have rest in your spirit. You have rest in your inner man. There is rest in everything that you do. Why? Because you are under grace. You don't have pressure. You are not under pressure. You exude liberty, freedom. Under grace, you become beautiful because you are so restful. Beauty begins to exude from within you. You emerge. You, you, the parts of you begin to come out. Like you, you blossom like a flower in the morning. A life of grace is marked by thanksgiving. You wake up every day. You are not under pressure of what to do. You are thankful for what has been done. You say, oh, I have my to-do list. I need to do all of this. Lord, thank you because they are completed already. You are not under pressure. Hallelujah. Oh, thank you, Holy Ghost. 
I want to pray for you today by the power of the living God I declare in any area of your life that you are struggling in any area of your life that you are fighting hard to come out in any area of your life that you are under the law by the grace of God that has been made available on the cross I declare that you come out into the place of freedom into the place of rest into the place of liberty if it is a mental if it is a mental stronghold by the power of God you are stepping out in the name of Jesus hallelujah God has done it enjoy your new level of growth amen I welcome you to the last episode of the growth series I am super excited I am happy because of the the results that I have been gotten in the last three four days and today the final day on the growth series i am super excited glory to jesus today we're looking at the topic growth is allowance this is one of my best my best parts of growth because it shows a height a very high dimension of growth growth is allowance so our anchor scripture is taken from the book of ephesians chapter 4 verse 2 ephesians chapter 4 verse 2 it says with all lowliness and gentleness with long suffering bearing with one another in love oh hallelujah i will take that from new living translation as well so that you can see how new living translation explained that same scripture the book of ephesians chapter 4 verse 2 it says always be humble and gentle be patient with each other making allowance for each other's faults because of your love making allowance for each other's faults because of your love now it is difficult to portray the things that we see in this scripture if you have not attained certain levels of growth the reason why you see marriages are breaking you see institutions are falling apart you see relationships are destroyed is because there is a level of growth that has not been attained that can allow for people to be humble enough to accept their faults gentle enough to let their egos egos be let go let go of their egos they are not patient enough with the other person to allow them grow they don't have the time to make allowance for each other's faults because of the love that they now have now this is a dimension of change that is rare even in christendom we find people are quick to judge one another and fault one another and condemn one another why because this growth is lacking even in the body of christ it's easy to 
throw people out of the window and say this one is a sinner this one has done this this one has done that meanwhile we do not recognize ephesians chapter 4 verse 2 it says always be humble and gentle be patient with each other making allowance for each other's faults because of your love hallelujah now i'll take us deeper into this as we begin to consider some key points now does this allowance mean that we just condone misbehavior around us i know that question may have popped up in your head at the moment but let me clear that growth is not about judgmental being judgmental it is not about condemning people see it is not also giving room for people to do anyhow but it is that we are able to correct people in love we're able to call them and say i saw this i saw this i saw this is it true and then they confirm and say yes he said what have you been doing to help come out of that place he said this is what i've done this is what i've done he said you know this is a bad thing you say yes or say okay how would you like me to help you that is how to correct there's a systematic approach not hey i noticed that you are this i noticed that you are this you are going to hell in fact we're giving you a back position condemn them immediately unless you've tried to correct them and they have not shown any penchant any space for learning an open heart then you know these ones they don't want to hear then you can treat them harshly to know if it will teach them some lessons of growth but first correct with love now see so Daniel said something he said right hearing gives birth to right believing and that in turn gives birth to right living and that is the essence of this platform so that you can hear aright believe aright and live aright growth is love we reciprocate from the love that we have received so we are now we have now received so much love as a result of the growth remember these things have been given we only appropriate them by the reason of first knowing by the time you know two you are now changed three you understand that it is gradual four you know that it is not your effort because it is under grace now you are in that place where because you know that i got freely you can give you are now flowing with so much love that you can now give love because whatever you don't have you cannot give whatever you don't have you cannot give now how you know that you give people allowance is when people's value or image does not drop in your mind because of that mistake or because of the expectation that you had of them and then you know that you are not giving them allowance and you need to grow some more sometimes we see people because they they faulted in a particular area in our life we judge them because of that we disconnect totally our value for them drops and this is because we had certain expectations of them 
we cannot even give them the allowance or the chance or the opportunity of a mistake. We want them to be perfect all through. Oh, that person, he hurts me so badly. I don't think I can bring him into my space anymore. There is no space for allowance. Growth is allowance. A height of growth. When you have grown to a height where you can now easily see people's faults, overlook it and tell them, I understand that you made this mistake, but I do not judge you for it. I still love you. It's deep. And that was why Christ on the cross said, Father, forgive them, for they know not what they were doing. What he did was to make an excuse for him to be able to still love them in that pain. How much excuses are you willing to make for people when they hurt you, when they backstab you? How much excuse are you willing to make for them? Or will you judge them and say, that one is not humble, throw him out of the window. That one, he doesn't know anything. I'm trying to teach him. He doesn't want to learn. Do you throw them away? See, when we make mistakes, God makes excuses for us. In the same manner, we have to learn to make excuses for people. When you don't meet up with God's expectation, He doesn't cut you off. He lifts you up through teachings. That is why he brings teachers our way. That is why he brought someone like Sir Daniel to begin to correct us. There are so many errors in our life. Even before we joined spiritual grooming, before you joined ministers training institute. But God has still not thrown you away. You are growing to now know again and again. And you are growing in his love. Wow. I didn't know all these things since, but he didn't cut me out. Why? Because that is how high God's love is. He has grown so big that it doesn't matter what you do, he still loves you. So what he does is he organizes people like Sir Daniel to come into your life and begin to teach you, begin to organize sessions like this to educate you so that you can now grow deeper into his love. Not that his love for you is increasing, but your knowledge of his love is increasing. And so you begin to know how to enjoy the love some more because you know better. So growth is allowance. You are now in that place where your child knows that daddy can never throw me away no matter what I do. So, because like that child, you are beginning to know more. You know, oh, daddy truly loves me. And when you commit a particular crime or sin, you don't try to run under the bridge for seven days because you're scared daddy's going to kill me if he sees me. How? Daddy can't do that. That is how God is. He's hot. He doesn't like what you do, but he forgives you even in that place. He still loves you. In fact, he loves you the more. See, when, when we make mistakes, he looks for areas where we need to learn and bring the opportunities our way. He allows us to grow through the process. Sometimes you suffer heartbreak because God is allowing you a process of learning for what he wants to teach you, not because he wants to throw you away. No, that every bad thing happening in your life now is not because God is against you, it's because he's teaching you earnestly for the next level. He's allowing you to grow through it. Growth is allowance. It engenders patience. It engenders forgiveness. It engenders peace, serenity. It gives excuses for people's faults and embrace them and say, let me teach you instead. What if I help you to do this better? 
What if I show you how to go about it? Would you need my help? Oh, I am excited. We have come to the end of this series. It's time to look back and begin to see how this growth is affected in your life and how you are growing from grace to grace, from glory to glory into a, a, a better version of who you are and who you want to be. All these things are available already in Christ. You just need to plug in, plug in, plug in and let the change occur in your life. Oh, glory to Jesus. Thank you, Abba Father. I am grateful for this opportunity. I am really grateful for this opportunity. And I want to urge you to use this time out to soak yourself in through every series and become the best version of you. Use this opportunity and make the rest of your life the best of your life. You can be anything you want to be. Glory to Jesus. Cheers to a new level of growth. Congratulations. I welcome you to the first episode of the growth series. The first episode of the growth series. I am super excited i am grateful for this opportunity to impart us for the next five days on growth series just as i have received from sir daniel omodiagwe from this same platform ministers training institute so today we'll begin with the first topic growth begins with knowledge our anchor scripture is taken from the book of 2 Peter chapter 3, verse 18. It says, But grow in the grace and knowledge of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. But grow in the grace and knowledge of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. I'd like to read that same scripture from New Living Translation says rather you must grow in the grace and knowledge of our lord and savior jesus christ but rather you must grow in the grace and knowledge of our lord and savior jesus christ now the reality of most believers is that they believe that the manifestation of the gifts of the Spirit is what is growth. Another perspective that most believers have of growth is the manifestation of the fruits of the Spirit. Patience, long-suffering, and what have you. Now, see this. The manifestation of the Spirit being able to prophesy, being able to interpret tongues, being able to hear things of different dimensions and all that. That can be a part of growth, but that is not where growth begins. See, growth is a manifestation. Growth is receiving grace and in the knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. 
A believer is growing when he now understands more about God's grace. The truth is, we have all been given equally, but we have not equally received. And this is because we have not known enough to receive that which we have been given. There is so much dishonor in the body of Christ because many people accrue their growth to the conscious efforts that they are putting in. They say, I fasted a lot. You don't know how I prayed before I got to this place where I am. You don't know the things I have done. I have gone to the mountain. So people believe that their growth is as a result of their effort. It is as a result of what they have done. That is what people believe. See, many times, Christians, we, we don't know that the, the, the life of a Christian is a life of receiving. It is not a life of performance. It's not a performance-based life. It's not by what you do. It is by what has been done on the cross of Calvary. This is why I have an illustration. There's this illustration I enjoy using so much when I talk about receiving, when I talk about receiving. And it is the illustration of two people who desired water so desperately they were thirsty they needed water they cried they prayed they did everything within their power so when water came like rain from the heavens both of them ran into the rain both of them ran with so much speed this one carrying with him a bucket he put it stretched his hand filled his cup and drank and say oh i feel good i feel good i have wanted water i was almost dying of thirst the other one ran into the same rain carrying drums and drums to take as much water as he wants as he was fetching he was drinking he was grateful for the water but see the two of them they ran into the rain but with different mindsets this had a larger mindset a bigger capacity to receive the other had just a cup he just wanted for the moment the difference was in their knowledge what they knew it has been given but how much do you know how much have you received as a result of what you know your grace your your growth is not first in manifestation it begins with knowing it begins with sitting down to divide the word of truth it says this book of the law shall not depart out of thy mouth thou shalt meditate therein day and night why because if you must grow that's how you can have good success you have to meditate therein day and night you have to grow in the knowledge of what has been given for you to even receive of it see many times we even get to the point well, we feel like we're too spiritual. You feel like you're too spiritual because of what you have done, because of the, the exercises, spiritual exercises you've done, the, the number of times you've gone to the camp, the number of times you've gone to the mountain to pray, the number of times you have fasted, and then you feel like, oh, you don't know how far I have come. You don't know what I have done to be in this place. And so you feel like there is more 
that you have done to receive these things. It is not like that. See, we are to grow in receiving and the knowledge of our Jesus Christ, not in our doing, because we know that whatever we have has been given first, has been given. That was why Jesus on the cross of Calvary said, Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do. Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do. Father, forgive them, for they know not. They know not. He was trying to explain. He said they know not. If they know, they would do better. The scripture tells us, he said, my, he didn't say my people perish for lack of what they do. He said they perish for lack of knowledge. They don't know, so they perish. The hunger to grow should begin with the hunger to know. It should begin with the hunger to know. You are in that place where you are desperately seeking to know more. I want to know you more. I want to know you more. Yeshua, reveal yourself. I want to know you more. I want to know you more. That is the panting of your heart. That is the panting of your spirit. You are longing to know him more. He said that I may know you and the power of your resurrection. That I may know you first. Because it is when you know him that you become exposed to the power of his resurrection. So you cannot experience the power of his resurrection without knowing him. Growth begins with knowing, not with manifestation. Manifestation is a secondary result that is evidence of your growth because you have first grown in knowing him. Sir Daniel said something that I really love and has really impacted me. He said, if you bring someone that is sick, I don't need to start worrying if God would do anything. I say, oh God, show yourself in this place. No, I don't need that. Why? Because I know first that it is not me. Because healing has been given already. See, that knowing has resulted to a level of growth. So I know that if I pray, this person will come because the healing has been given before I prayed. My prayer is only appropriating what has been given. Growth is knowing. It begins with knowing. You have to pant after the, the word of God. You have to pant after the things of the spirit. He says, as the deep panted for the waters, Lord, my soul longed after you. Your heart has to pant. You have to punch. You have to be hungry. You have to be in that place where your heart is completely immersed in the thoughts of, I want to know you more. I want to know you more. Reveal yourself unto me. Help me to know you more. Help me to be exposed into dimensions of your knowledge. And the results of growth will begin to spring forth because you have grown in knowledge. Growth begins with knowledge not with manifestation not with manifestation it begins with knowledge the more you know the more you are able to become the more you are able to grow oh hallelujah to your name jesus
tonight, this morning, I like to nudge you again because the Bible even made us to understand that the desire to know is also given. So we receive the desire to know is given. So we receive of that desire, Lord, today that you will open us to a new desire to know, like I want to know you more, Lord. It becomes a constant hunger. It consumes the rest of our day. We are busy, but we cry within our soul. Lord, help me to know you. Even in my busy state, I want to relate with you. I want to know you. You wake up, you are hungry. Lord, I want to know you. I pray today that this desire will begin to consume you. This desire will begin to shroud you. The the depth of knowing that will begin to come forth from your within, you want to know, will be massive because the, the Spirit of God will implant it into you and cause you to seek Him, cause you to pant after Him, cause you to run after Him, cause you to follow Him. Oh, hallelujah. It is done. Amen.